WBNE. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And today we're going to a concert. Or maybe we're just being framed for murder. So look at things from a new perspective. And get revenge on the guys who sacrificed their best friend to Satan. Because today we're bringing you Jennifer's Body. Ethan, Jennifer's Body came out in 2009. It was directed by Karen Kusama. Uh, it came on on September 18th, 2009, which was 4,533 days ago. Had a $16 million budget, $31.6 million at the box office, 45% critic rating, and a 35% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 47 on Metacritic. Do you have a professional negative review for me? I sure do. I've got a review here from December 22nd of 2020 from Kirsten Johnson of Bitch Media. <laughs> <laughs> who says it's not just a feminist thumbs down it's like a movie thumbs down <laughs> oh that's good that is good there's also one from donald clark of the irish times you think you want to try that one the real shame is that devoid of context the dialogue now really does seem, as the Cody haters are concerned, or contend, like little more than a series of unattached curled lip one-liners. Uh, I have a positive review here from Mark Kermode, which I believe means toilet in British, uh, from the BBC.com. And he says, it's not without its problems, but it is an enjoyable romp. That's true. I, I, I would, I, Mark Kermode and I, I would agree 100% with Mark Kermode. I, I, you saying 100% already means I know exactly where you're going with you have, this. It is, it, this is not a 100%er. It is not. It's not. Let's talk about our ranking here. Just broad, what do we say in the business world? High level. So let's, let's be very clear about a couple things. Or I, I want to be clear about a couple things from my end of the, the, the bargain, right? Uh, this is not a 100%er at all. What it is also not is a 45, though. Wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you... I mean, this is like a... I'd, I'd give it like a 75. 75? Yeah. For this movie? I had a lot of fun. We were in high school in 2009, man. Girls and we didn't, didn't look watch like it. that or or talk like that. Okay, so nobody ever in the history of the world has talked like they do in a Diablo Cody movie. <laughs> this is the same woman that wrote Juno. Oh, Juno is exactly how I talk. No, it's not. You you talk that way because of Juno, not the other way around. Okay, but I don't. Uh, Never once in your life have I said something. You've been like honest to blog. <laughs> you make me hang up my hamburger phone. That's one diddle that can't be undid, home skillet. <laughs> I, I, I adore. is a 100%. I adore this woman's writing. Just the, the absolute, because every single, what I, what I described it to Caitlin, who has not seen this movie as, is it's, it's like your average kind of teen horror slasher movie, except every single line of dialogue is batshit insane. That's true. It's also Twilight. Yeah, almost exactly. Like, they kept saying Minnesota, and I was like, no, 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 no. So, That's yeah, the Pacific they, Northwest. They didn't get the dialogue, the, the, not the dialogue, they didn't get the lexicon 
of the American teenager at the time. But they did, I think, almost perfectly encapsulate the MySpace generation. Yes. They were very... It didn't feel like... Maybe there's a micro-generation there because I know in 2008, 2009, I was finishing up with MySpace. By the time we were seniors, which is, I think, their age in the movie, we... Like, it was gone. There was no top eight. There was no... Sure. Hearts semicolon. Like, it was all Facebook. Right. But, like, I don't Uh, think that's... By the time we were seniors, yes. But like, I also don't think it's it's a fair criticism to hold against because movies take time to make. Right. And the, the jump from MySpace to Facebook happened so fast. I remember it. The way it changed the entire scope of human friendships. Right. Yeah. Like nobody could have predicted that the right the screenwriters and, and people making this movie couldn't have possibly predicted that. None of the people that were involved in this movie in any way were on either MySpace or Facebook. Really, like Amanda Seyfried right. doesn't have a didn't have a top eight. Right. She was she was caring for mean girls. Right. Right, right. her dad invented the toaster strudel. Right. And yeah, she was she was really good in this. Um I thought she was great. I thought Megan Fox was great. So here's my thing on on Megan Fox. This has to be Megan Fox's best acting performance ever, right? Like it has to be. Better than Transformers? Absolutely. When was the last time you watched that movie? I think it was the same time we watched it. She's dreadful in that. She, I guess Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox in this movie playing 18 year olds does not compute. Amanda Seyfried playing somebody that's not supposed to be pretty does not compute as well. Correct. But like Megan Fox looks like she's like 30. Yeah, for sure. Young Neil from Scott Pilgrim really putting it work as Chip in this movie. I love Chip. I, hold on. So what's I your love score? Every, you like, said I, 75? Uh, yeah, I said 75. This to me has all the makings of a proper cult classic. I, I would every, fully agree with you. Every, all the ridiculous lines. There are like moments where I can see them throwing like spoons at the screen like they do in Rocky Horror. Like not doing They even talk about like, Rocky Horror in the movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this movie is like, what if in Perks of Being a Wallflower, uh, Emma Watson's character was eaten by a demon? Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what if blank was eaten by a demon. So I this movie. the other day. Yeah. So what, give me body. a score, Tyler. Shoot, dang, dude. I don't know. So I think it has all the makings of a cult classic. I would I argue. I would it. argue at this point that it is a cult classic. No, there's no midnight showings. There's no Halloween Jennifer's body party. Uh, well, no, I think that you're mistaking cult classic and actual Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, no, because they do that with The Room. They do that okay, with... But no, they do that with Rocky Horror and The Room. Oh, is that it? Basically, yeah. No, but that's what I want. I want this to be in that category. Right, but that is an unreasonable bar to hold against any movie. Because that would imply that things like Donnie Darko are not cult classics. Donnie Darko is definitely a cult classic. That's the, I believe, the movie they invented that term for. Um, but it has all the makings for like a, a bad movie cult classic. You said it's not a 45 and then went 30 points higher. I actually think this is like a 32. That's fine. There's no number. There's no wrong number here, right? Like, right. It is whatever you want it to be. Um, I'm, I am a, like a scared little baby boy. I did get scared watching this movie. I believe it. Um, I just don't do well with like tension built in movies like it works on me immediately the moment they start like opening doors and you don't know what's behind it and like it gets me every time well and the 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 other thing is like it really it really beats you over the head with the allegory by 2022 standards what allegory is that where they're like they're where where amanda seyfried is a lesbian and the whole thing is is allegorical for the journey of like learning that in high school it's call me by your name but with vampires Mm. um and they, they re- by 2022 standards, they really beat you over the head with it to the point where I like I got to, to halfway through it. And I was like, I feel like for the first time in my life, I really have a grasp on what this movie is trying to say beyond the text. 
I didn't. And then I got to the end of it and I was like, oh, this is just pretty straightforward. Yeah, I don't know. I I didn't like I'm certain I am wrong. I was watching the movie mostly trying to get through it because I was like, they told me there was jump scares. I don't like jump scares. I don't like overtly gory stuff, which I didn't think this was. Yeah, this didn't this didn't break my my standards, you know? Well, so the movie uh, starts with Amanda Seyfried talking about how she's in prison getting letters from people that say that if she dev- devotes her life to Jesus Christ, that she can be saved. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And like, I, I know a lot denying. of people, a lot of people came to, the, it's one of those things where like, they say, you know, they do the joke on, on TikTok and stuff where it's like, oh, if you loved this movie in 2009, you're gay now. And like, I legitimately think that if you did love this movie in 2009, that you were gay in 2009 and are now gay. And just like, maybe hadn't weird. figured it out yet. But what I said is that they really beat you over the head as far as I'm concerned with the allegory by 2022 standards. But I think in 2009, I would have missed it entirely. And I think one of the big challenges of this whole cinematic adventure is that this is not a movie for dudes. Not to say like, if dudes watch this, they'll be offended because she keeps eating boys. That's not what I mean at all. What I mean is that, like, this movie was made and marketed towards dudes that found Megan Fox hot. And it, at its that core, was, it is very much not that movie. It is, it is definitely not that movie. It is, this is a movie about, like, a badass woman who is sexy. Who they is took very powerful. little advantage of the fact that Megan Fox is hot. I was equally surprised by that i so i bought the movie i bought the unrated version because i was like i just want to see the whole thing and also i think there's a certain part of my 14 year old self that has to have the unrated version of jennifer's body because megan fox is in it and so Um, i did a little digging on this and the unrated version is basically a director's cut it i mean I, i guess i don't know what the regular version looks like but it was one minute longer so i don't know what that means well it is like it has been reshaped more than it has been like we added boobs. Oh. Which is, I'm, I'm sorry. If you are advertising Jennifer's body unrated, there is a certain expectation. <laughs> I, and again, I think that that's part of the game, right? Like, Right. And then I, maybe this was the point to like market this movie to dudes and then have them watch this almost empowering movie about women. Yeah. I wouldn't call it empowering. I think it is very degrading towards women. Uh, but also I'm not woman, right? So whatever you take from it is what you took from it. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and you know, I, again, this is the same person that wrote Juno and Juno sort of does the same thing where it's like, you know, hey kids, we're going to talk about sex and pregnancy. And at the end of the movie, you're you're like, that was the lesson on how you're supposed to treat women. That women are women. Women are people. Okay, listen. Women aren't just people. Women, not all women, but women are the people you came from. At least one woman is the woman you came from. (laughs) And so it's very much like in in, uh, her, in Diablo Cody's wheelhouse to be like, hey, this isn't what, because if you watch uh, Young Adult, it's the same way, right? Like all of her movies are that same sort of, you know, it's not going to do what it says on the box. Right. Uh, I I love that. I, I am always in favor of that. That's how we ended up with Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. Um. Because Ted Lasso, the trailers are just nonsense, right? The whole the whole cell was nonsense. Yes, it was all you know. Oh, this is going to be a show about it's going to be a show about a stupid American that goes and doesn't know what soccer is, doesn't know what football, doesn't know what football is. We're going to make fun of funny American. They say soccer. Wrong. He gets that press conference. He's like, "Listen, I know that I'm not supposed to be here." And you're like, "Oh, uh, okay." They're doing this seriously. We we got it. We got ourselves a thing here, folks. Yeah, like if you, you know, if you're a listener out there and you're like, this is my favorite movie of all time. Totally. If you get, if you watch this movie and you're like, this sucks. Totally. Right. 
It it does, but like it has every bit of grounds to be your favorite movie of all time. Absolutely, I keep coming back to that point that like if you watch this and it just turns your mind off or on in that right way to be like, yep, I find comfort in this silly quasi horror parody thing we got here. Right. And I think that that's like, like, that's, I think, where I landed on my score of like, obviously, it's not a hundred percenter, but like, also, any movie that has J.K. Simmons playing a, a one handed English teacher, <laughs> right? Who like has like a lisp. Yeah, can't be lower than a 50, right? Like, I, it has Patrick Starr talking about nailing someone's just, balls. He to comes his in for that door. one line. And then leaves. And leaves. Yeah, he's like the track coach or whatever. Whoever did this, I'm going to nail your balls to my front door. I think because they're really trying to drive home there that it would like the town thinks it's a man cannibalizing right. all these people. Right. It could never be a what? A woman a was doing woman? it. Woman was eaten by the devil. Well, and then there's the, there's this whole other subplot of just the absolute gaslighting that Jennifer does to Needy. Constantly. Constantly. Right. Like uh. At the end of the day, you, you watch this movie and, and you know, on some level, whether sublimity, subliminally or liminally or just imminently, you're like, man, women really go through it on a daily basis, don't they? All the time. All the time. Right. So it, it just feels like a it feels like a like a health class PSA in some extent. Dude, when uh, when Megan Fox shows up, Towards the end of the movie where they're like, okay, we kind of built this thing up. Now we need to like move the plot forward. I don't really have a way to do that. And the way they do it is like lesbian makeout for the previews, you know, for yeah. the promos. And then Megan Fox's character, Jennifer, is just going to spill everything. Yeah. Under no duress. Yeah. No <laughs> you know, just But like, under the absolute implication of if Needy ever says anything about it, she'll just deny it, right? Like, right. Because did any oh, of it happen? Or kill her. Because did any of it happen, right? Like, yes, it did. But did it? Yes. But did it? I don't understand your question here. I mean, we the movie starts with this girl in a psych ward. Oh, so you think she just made it all up and then... I think that that's definitely a valid take on it. Ooh, interesting. I've been thinking about it ever since I got this vibe from A River Runs Through It. I've been thinking about literally everything in the context of did it actually happen or are we being quoted about it? Well, I think the fact that she is the demon, right? She can... She can levitate. I could, t- could very much tell you that there is no Jennifer. That she could have done everything. So you're saying she's like a supernatural psych patient. I think that I want to watch Beautiful Mind again. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. As luck would have it. Because logic showed up somewhere. Logic. Russell Wilson left a party when logic showed up. Which to me was like, listen, Bobby's cool. Like, I mean, maybe he's cool. Maybe you don't like him. If you're Russell Wilson, you can take him. One-on-one Bobby Hall. What are Russell you Wilson? talking about? What do you mean? What am I talking Is there about? beef between Russell Wilson and Logic the Rapper? I think so, yeah. What? Yeah. You don't know this? No. I spend very little time thinking about old Bobby No Pressure. I also spend very little time thinking about Russell Wilson. Maybe honestly. I'm wrong about Russell Wilson. Maybe I'm making this up entirely. <laughs> Hold on. Who did he leave? I thought you were I saying have- that, that, like, oh, nobody's ever seen Russell Wilson and Logic in the same place. Like, they were the same person. Hold on. Here's not logic. Future. Russell Wilson and Future have beef. Okay. Which like Bobby I do want to I do want to impress to you that um t- several things here. One, logic and future are very different people. I am aware of that. Two. But they both have like one word names. Sure, 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 sure. Two, there's no way in hell that Russell Wilson could take future in a one-on-one. Let me look at future. That's a that's a big man. Russell Wilson is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but he's, he's the big. Li- 
Yeah, he is. He's like six five. How tall is Future? Maybe I'm thinking somebody else. He's six two. That's taller than uh, Russell Wilson. I'm pretty sure. Well, that's what we got. He's five eleven. Little Drew Brees type. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson could fight Drew Brees and win. I think Russell Wilson could fight Future and win. And I know Drew Brees could beat up Logic. I could beat up Logic. Anybody could beat up Logic. <laughs> Logic would be just like, yo, man. Like, why don't we just like talk about it, bro? And you'd be like. I'm sorry, lot for the for the podcast. I have to beat your ass right now for the I podcast. I have to fight you. I have to fight you. Also, definitely, definitely, Future has a gun on him at all times. So let me read this article. That dude drinks lean as a professional. I don't know what that means. Let me read you this article, Ethan, because I think you need to know. About the Russell Wilson future beef? Yeah. Seahawks fans are hoping Russell Wilson doesn't walk out of Seattle the way he and Sierra, Kiara, Sierra, Ciara left Drake's Super Bowl party this weekend. On Sunday, video of Russ and his wife surfaced leaving the Canadian rapper's party courtesy of TMZ, allegedly because the certified lover boy brought out Ciara, Kiara, Ciara, Ciara's ex, Ciara's ex, future to perform. Hmm. And then this comment here from thespun.com, Russell Wilson's future in the Pacific Northwest is about as cloudy as future Hendrix's DS2. I don't know what that means. Not a clue. But also, like, I that tells a lot of the story, though. Like, it is pretty reasonable, I think, for Russell Wilson's wife, Ciara. Ciara? Ciara. No idea. Pretty sure it's Ciara or, Ciara or Ciara. It's one of those two. She's a singer. Um, Pretty sure it's reasonable for her to be like, hey, babe, I don't really want to sit here for uh my ex's concert. Can we go get Nobu or whatever? rich people do in Seattle. They were, I guess, probably in LA. because I guess in party. LA, yeah. I, d- then definitely Nobu. Yeah. Can we go get, hold Can on. we go get, m- Can we get you know, thousand dollar sushi? Um, Maggiano's carryout? Can we get, hold on. You think they're going they- to, to Maggiano's Italian family kitchen? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. You think that, you think that Danger Russell Russ. Wilson, you think that Danger <laughs> Russ and Sierra su- are leaving <laughs> Drake's Super Bowl party <laughs> to go get Family style calamari. Yes. Think about that. You're Drake. Or you're not Drake. You're Russell Wilson, baby. You show up to the... They wouldn't even know who you are at Maggiano's. They'd be like, oh, yeah, this is LA. I mean, we don't have football here. You'd be like, it is literally the night of the Super Bowl where the yeah, LA The Super team- Bowl... Your team just won the Super Bowl <laughs> in your stadium. I don't know if you were aware. I don't know if you were aware of that. But, uh, in front of a lot of Cincinnati fans, of all things. Like, I'm here. Hey, listen, I'm here to be an actor. I'm just busting tables for, you know, until my improv right. career takes off. Right. Until I get noticed by SNL. Yeah. Uh, classic. So, yeah. You know, Lauren Michaels is going to call me any day now. I don't think he is, Ethan. No, I'm, I'm, I'm impersonating the waiter at Maggiano's in LA. <laughs> in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. Do you think they have a Maggiano's in Los Angeles? I don't know, man. We should book an entire trip to LA just to find out. They don't have one in Roanoke, which is kind of criminal. We've done this before, Tyler. I know we have. We've I had this, we we've done this bit before. <laughs> Is there a Maggiano's in Los Angeles? I don't think we have. No, this not, th- not that love. bit. The we go to LA and eat the same Italian meal <laughs> every single day. So this is what I love about Maggiano's in LA is, think about this, Ethan. You're like, oh, let's go around, have a fun day. Let's go to Goodwill Southern California. Let's go to Golf Wang. Let's go to Maggiano's Italy. Let's go to the Holocaust Museum in Los Angeles. Well, I've got great news, Ethan. You can do all of that within the span of four blocks. Four blocks, Ethan. You can you can go to Goodwill Southern California. 
You can go to Golf Wang. Golf Wang, Ethan, I want you to think about Golf Wang for a second. The only thing out of those four things <laughs> that you advertise to me that I would do is go to Golf Wang. I'm willing to bet Golf Wang is the most expensive golf shop ever. Oh, Tyler, you don't it's you don't think that Golf Wang is a golf store. I did until I read this. Oh, honey. <laughs> um, embarrassing for me. Oh, buddy. <laughs> celebrities Tyler C. Celebrities named Tyler. <laughs> We are supposed to be working together. It's an avant-garde flagship store showcasing the clothing and accessory line of rapper Tyler, the creator. Yes, that is that is a thing that I knew. I would go okay. there on purpose. The thing about this, Ethan, you can leave Golf Wang and go a half a block and you're at, boom, Television City. Another <laughs> half block, Maggiano's Little Italy. Maggiano's like, Little Italy. <laughs> I, have, I have been in uh, Kim Kardashian's store in South Beach in Miami. But a dash oh, cool. in South Beach. And I couldn't afford to touch anything inside of it. Yeah, were they like, hey, buddy. There was a book of Kim Kardashian, a book, mind you, a book of Kim Kardashian's Instagram photos selling for $250. Do you ever find yourself on Kardashian Instagram? Never. The internet has me pegged as a lifelong Kanye West supporter. And let me tell you what, what they're not pushing me is Kardashian content right now. That's wild to me. Also, you like, you know Kanye's a bad guy, right? I'm aware, yeah. Okay. This is the first time I'll admit it out loud, but yeah, I'm aware now. Think about this, Ethan. He's after gone off the Mag rails in the last week. I don't want to brag, bro, but after we go to Maggiano's in Little Italy. I just don't know why God made me pick between Kanye West and Pete Davidson. Why do I have to pick? You you know there's only one right answer here. I, yes, it's Pete Davidson, obviously. What if it's not? What if Kanye's? I know he's not. But what if he is? I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think Kanye's nearly as bad of a guy in this situation as... Um, I think I'm certain Pete Davidson is not innocent in some way. Oh yeah, De no, definitely, definitely. Like he, there's he, there is merit to what Kanye is doing that we do not understand because he cannot communicate it. Right, and also there is merit to to what Kanye is doing because like you don't see a lot of messy like there haven't been a lot of messy celebrity divorces where the kids have gotten involved on that high profile of a level. Correct. Where Kim's out there like making TikToks for North, being like, I don't miss daddy. Right. And that's not very cool on Kim's part. And the thing here is like, yes, Kanye might be the bad guy in this situation. Kim Kardashian has never once ever in her entire life been the good guy. Do you think she pays royalties to Ray J? I hope so. How I sure Ray hope so. What's the last Ray J song you heard? Doesn't matter. Uh, somebody is Googling for the first time listening to this Oh, podcast. please don't, please don't, please don't. I cannot be the reason. I cannot be the reason. <laughs> What what is the beef between Kim Kardashian and Ray J? Uh, don't Google that. Don't do, Google it. It wasn't beef, but don't Google it. Well, it wasn't not beef either. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, as soon as as soon as there were two things that really set me off about Kanye. One was him being like, Billie Eilish should apologize for stopping her concert to take care of a fan that fell. Yeah, that's not good. That's not cool because he was like, that's a diss to Travis Scott. And she's like, what? <laughs> Like that might have that was in the history of the internet one of the dumbest things that anybody's ever said, right? Right. And then and then when he was like, Kid Cuddy, you're not gonna be on Donda 2 because you're friends with Pete Davidson. Except he referred to Pete Davidson as you know who. He on must like a public Instagram something. The dude is just the dude is falling apart in real life. In real time. But I mean, think about this. And if then he's gonna go away for uh, six months and drop an absolute 
banger of a record out of nowhere. Who, um, Lauren Michaels. If you're Lauren Michaels, how do you feel about this whole situation? All are press is good press. All of it. Uh, yeah, absolutely all of it. Like, oh, Pete Davidson. You're ecstatic. Picked, you're ecstatic. You're waiting. Kanye? You're waiting for Pete Davidson. You're waiting for Saturday to come around so that Pete Davidson can go on Weekend Update and just be like, so, <laughs> my new girlfriend's ex-husband is slandering me in the media. <laughs> This guy said he was going to kill me in the newspaper. That's a death threat. What are you, the Zodiac? <laughs> you see that clip? Yeah. Well, he's talking about Staten Island. This is the guy talking, this guy to be sleeping with the fishes. That's a death threat in the newspaper. I don't know they did that anymore. Uh, Have you seen that new slew of Amazon commercials that just are, are just uh, Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson taking stabs at each other? Yes. Are they dating? Is that like a They're real married. thing? They're married? Yeah. They have like kids together, I think. Oh, good for Staten Island. Yeah. Yeah, they're married. They're real life husband and wife. I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was such a weird flex for a commercial. I was like, this is not the same level of celebrity at no, all. No, they are real life husband and wife. That's wild to me. You know, she was the they're black so, widow. They're such funny commercials, too. Yeah, where they're just, like, brutally mean to one he's like, He's like, when, do your, when, does your, uh, when does your show open? She's like, March 9th. And then Alexa goes, set a reminder to fake your own death for March 9th. <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody at uh, Amazon was like, we got an idea for commercial. Somebody call Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. And Ryan Reynolds picks up the phone. They're like, hey, Ryan Reynolds, we want you to make fun of your wife for Amazon. And he's like, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm married. To I don't need anybody's lively. money to do that. <laughs> They're like, okay, who do we got? Another prominent married couple. Dax Shepard won't do it. Damn it, he's too busy he's podcasting. He's too busy podcasting, and Annie, uh, uh, Kristen Bell is busy being in everyone else's commercials. Yeah. Wow. So we've got uh, somebody called Colin Jost. <laughs> I think they were probably he like only works Scar once a week, right? They were probably like, call Scarlett Johansson. She's probably married to someone famous. <laughs> and then they were expecting it to be Brad Pitt. And it's the guy from right. Weekend Update. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the guy that's not dating a Kardashian on Weekend Update. Right. <laughs> also, I refuse to believe that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are actually dating. Uh, no, I don't refuse to believe it. That's a very Pete Davidson thing to do. No, but like it has to be like they just sit around each other's apartments talking crap about Kanye West. It's all like a, it's it has to be completely faked for the media. Well, my she called like, him up no and like, way. I need a villain in this divorce that isn't me. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. Absolutely. I would 100 percent. You're going to make a Kanye album about me? Because they. Yes. I saw a, a tweet yesterday that was like, can't you just see Pete Davidson sitting around listening to 808s and Heartbreak in 2009 going, one day I'm going to make this guy hate me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jennifer's body. Megan God, Fox what a actually film. does. Hold on. Megan Fox actually does kind of fall into this conversation because if I'm not she's also in an absolute nutcase Hollywood relationship <laughs> with a Kardashian. Well, not with a Kardashian. She's with uh, Travis Barker, right? No, that's that's Khloe Kardashian. Khloe Kardashian is with Travis Barker. Meg Travis Barker. Megan Fox is with Machine Gun Kelly. And that is like Travis Barker's best friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how it all fits together. That's how Megan Fox. Man, that also, song. If you're Megan Fox. That song that he did with Willow. What song he did with Willow? I said it in the group chat the other day. I don't know if you listened to it. It's, I don't think I did. It's, it's an absolute banger, right? And and Willow comes out and drops like a fully like I'm a lesbian verse. But like the chorus is the same line repeated 
eight times. It's called Emo Girl. Nice. Rock on. And like, it's right there. It's right there. Close to being a great song. I'm sorry that it didn't work out for you to be a great song. Are you listening to it right now? No, I'm listening to Gold Digger. Put that MGK track on. I need you to listen to it real quick. You have to experience what I'm talking Just get through the Willow verse at least. The Willow Smith Renaissance was not something I had queued up on the on the 2021 bingo board, by the way. I love Machine Gun Kelly's voice. I know I'm probably not supposed to. I was probably just supposed to not like Machine Gun Kelly music. I do. Oh no, he's the he's the um he's the Star Wars prequels of, of pop punk. As a pop punk fan, I don't like him. It's it, it comes from a different angle. I, I no, I fully I fully agree and I fully get it. It's the same way I feel about Swaco. I don't like Swaco. Yes, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. You just haven't gotten there yet. That. I hate that dude. Yeah, no, you don't. I, this is such a uh, pop. It's like it's like Tan May. You remember Tan May? I'm on the Willow verse. This is this is Jennifer's body. The song. Yeah. Oh, and then they do repeat this over and over again, don't they? Yeah. It's just it's 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 so close to being an absolute ripper of a track. All right, back to Gold Digger. But yeah, like I can't I can't tweet and be like I fucking love Machine Gun Kelly. It's so yeah, it comes from a totally because I'll be I'll like, be absolutely clowned on the internet, right? Absolutely have the the. You are literally gonna post this on the internet to more people than are following you on Twitter. Right, but those pe the people that are going <laughs> to clown me don't listen to Bacon and Eggs. That's true. Is the thing. I think this people who listen to Bacon and Eggs either don't know... Have no opinion about Machine Gun Kelly. If I have no idea what you're supposed to think about Machine Gun uh, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, or... Yeah, are just like yeah. This is this is rad. It's just like pop music with guitars. Yeah, I love his right. I love his voice. It's so just like not what we've heard for the past ten years. It's kind of the same way I feel, I feel about Post Malone, right? Like it's different. It's different. It's something different. And like that album slapped. I saw a video of of him and Halsey doing Forget Me Too live the other day. I was like, damn, that's a song. That is a track right there. So yeah, let's talk about uh, music. Yeah, first. You, you. So you've never seen this movie. I never seen this movie. Uh, how many times in your life have you listened to New Perspective by like or by uh, Panic the Disco? A gajillion. A gajillion. One. One. Gojillion. Yeah, I like. I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> That's not that, well, like. I remember that song came out, and they were like, "Oh, it's the Jennifer's Body song." No, it's not. No, it's not. This is a <laughs> new era for Panic at the Disco. And that era just never happened. <laughs> Correct. But also it's not the Jennifer's Body song because Jennifer's Body is about, like, is actually about a different song. Yeah. Yeah. About uh, Through the Trees by Low Shoulder. Yeah. That was a good little reveal there at the end that, like, the name came from a street sign. I didn't get that Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, a not clever movie, right? Like... Right. Like, this doesn't score a, a, a 35 on Rotten Tomatoes in 2009 at all. Right. Like, this this scores a... And, and if you look at it, most of the negative reviews are from... Yeah, from the last two years. Is that true? Yeah. There are as many reviews from the last two two and change years than there are from, from the... From from 09? Yeah, from 09, yeah. My thing... Uh, I did because like this movie like is a hundred times better than Never Back Down. Yeah, it is a hundred times better than Never Back Down, and it honestly, it's one of these things where it views like a parody of Twilight, but then it ends up being as good as Twilight. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is a time period where like these sort of like slasher horror. A lot of times it was like a horrifically ugly girl, and this kind of the twist on that was sure. that she's you know Megan Fox, right? I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, but like so this and at the other end of it, this is a. This is a 2009 period piece, right? Like it was just made, it just happened to be made in 2009. Yes, but this, 
yeah, the, all of the dialogue where they're talking to each other like about what seniors in high school would be like in 2009 is like, I'm so glad that era's like, it's so cringy. It's so bad. But like we, it, we may not, they may not have had the exact wording, but they mm -hmm. had the flavor nailed. Yes, they did. They had the, they had the, the, the aftertaste of it. Yes. And it, like, they, did I they say those exact things? No. Could stop. I see myself saying those exact things? Yes. I have something very important to remind you of. Yeah. Chris Pratt is in this movie. Chris Pratt is in this movie. <laughs> Chris Pratt just shows up. Chris Pratt shows up as like a high schooler who hasn't quite, he is like pre Andy. Maybe not. No, he's a, he's a cop in training. <laughs> no, I know. But yeah. Yeah, he's this cop in training. And like, there's a scene where Megan Fox is talking to Chris Pratt, who is supposed to be the like nobody extra in this scene with one scene of dialogue. Yeah. Out acting Megan Fox. And it's Chris Pratt. One and of the biggest Chris actors Pratt. on the face of the planet. Right. Like the Jurassic World guy, the Lego movie yeah. guy. The, yeah. Ugh. And he's here. And he's here. And so what I, I'll tell you one thing I don't love about this movie. I hate it when there's movies about high schoolers that hinge on them being virgins. But that's like the whole thing, right? Is like, she's not a virgin. She's not a virgin. No, neither of them are. Not by the end. I, was that supposed to be not their first time with young Neil? Well, he said, I bought more condoms. That's what I would have thought as well is that, the, yeah, it wasn't their, their first rodeo. Yeah. And yeah, obviously it's not Megan Fox's first radio. Um, well, and they were about to get it on when, when she calls down to go to the concert. Correct. They were. Which is the other thing that makes me think that Jennifer isn't real that, is that yeah, scene, I, okay. that scene when, when Needy is like, Jennifer's here and, and he's like, how do you know? Yeah. And then there's another part where, uh, so when, when Jennifer's on the flag core, which every advertisement for this movie described Jennifer as being a cheerleader. Point nope. of attention. Flag core is not cheerleader. Yeah. She's, a, she's a member of the flag core. <laughs> Yeah, she practices with the marching band, not the football team. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the, when she's in the flag corps, she's like lined up in a spot that, that doesn't match anyone else. Yeah. And like everybody else is very clearly in like a formation. Yeah. What was so that? You think this is all... In That's our timer. Ah! That scared me to death when you said, what is that? We're sitting there talking about a <laughs> horror movie. I was like, what do you Yeah, mean? Tyler, I'm that? not... Hey, bud, I'm not real. I, yes, I've never been real. No, you are. Ethan. No, man. I've never been real. No, you're always. I am real. played by Paul Bettany. They were real to me. Oh, what was that even from? They were real. They were real. Florence Pugh. Yeah, in uh, in Black Widow. If you make Jennifer's body in 2022, Florence Pugh plays Jennifer. I don't think she does. Um, I think. Oof, that's a good question. Florence Pugh's not a bad guess, but she doesn't. She, who? What? What was this year's Transformers? Is the question. Wait a minute. Jurassic World. Bryce Dallas Howard as a high schooler. Jeez. Oh Way too old. <laughs> <laughs> who's the girl from the thing? No, who's like the teenage girl heartthrob? Haley Steinfeld is Jennifer. Oh, Haley Steinfeld plays Needy. Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, yeah, yeah she does. Hundred percent. We're gonna make a man. We're gonna make Haley Steinfeld unattractive. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, they did their best in Hawkeye. I know, but they'll um, never succeed. What? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch uh, Black Widow again. Yeah, it's about time. It's been almost a year. I think uh, I might like it. I liked I it mean, the first I liked time. It the first time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to give me a, 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 a the old Patreon ad read? Yeah. Let me. Uh, yeah. Listeners of Bacon and Eggs, this show is brought to you almost entirely ad-free by our amazing patrons. Now, what I mean is uh, patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. You can sign up for a service where you voluntarily send us whatever sum you're comfortable with every month. And as a result, Ethan and I get to continue to justify this project uh, in our lives and within ourselves uh, and make a little money on the side because, you know, 
if you listen to the show every week, you spend like 10 hours with us a month, uh, which means we put in 40, 60 hours of work into that content. And and we don't, you know, it's, there's no payroll. There's, it's not there. So it would really help us out if you went on to uh, patreon.com slash bacon eggs. Check out one of the amazing reward tiers we have there, uh, starting at, I think, even $1. But if not that, then $3 gets you into our Discord server, which is just an amazing community of movie lovers and listeners of the show. Uh, and it's, it's just a really good time. I think you'd really enjoy it. And you get to hang out with people from some other shows as well. Anyway, back to the show. Back to the show. That was my back and to the show noise. We're and back. we're back to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Hey, uh, Andy Richter, how do you want to be my friend? What? You've never listened to the Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast? No. Why would I listen to Conan O'Brien needs a friend? Oh, I, you know, I had never listened either. Uh, but then my, my good friend, Thomas Fellers, who a listener you may recognize from Jonathan's vlogs. Thomas is actually a friend of the family. Uh, Thomas Fellers told me to listen to an episode of Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Robert Caro, the autobot, no, not autobiographer. That wouldn't make any sense. The biographer. There's two problems with this. One, I hate Conan O'Brien. Never liked him. Not for a second. Two, okay. I don't like BS celebrity podcasts. I, just, I mean, Thomas told me to listen to the episode, so I did. That's fine. But you were like, oh, you've never listened to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend? I'm explaining to you why I haven't listened to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Here's the thing. Dax Shepard gets a pass. Will Arnett and Jason Bateman doing Smart List together with the guy from Will and Grace, they get a pass. Conan O'Brien, the talk show host... I think Conan O'Brien gets a pass. Nah, doesn't get a pass. Why would he get a pass? Why? Here's, I think, that, do you remember a few years ago the Vlogbrothers did a thing where they would just, like, give up something that they dislike or, like, like a, a negative feeling that they have that they don't feel is justified? Uh, no. They did, like, every I week. get the concept. I think you should give up hating Conan O'Brien. See what happens. No, no, no. Think about it. You give up hating Conan Right, but it's not like something I do actively, though. No, I think you do. No, I don't sit around and go, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> I will say that Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend has existed in my sphere more than it should for the past 14 days. Why? It just keeps coming up, man. The Bader-Meinhof syndrome, right? You see a green Jeep everywhere there are green Jeeps. Yeah. Somebody mentioned Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, now it's everywhere. Well, maybe you should check it out. Maybe it's, maybe it's the universe telling you, hey, you know what? It's time to give up on that hate of Conan O'Brien. Okay, but see, this is the thing. Is like it, it does. I, this is... This is the greatest scheme, greatest conspiracy in the history of the United States government is the thinking heads in big late night forced you to hate Conan O'Brien. And they did it to everyone for no reason. Conan O'Brien is a geek. Conan O'Brien is fun. Conan O'Brien is the Guy Fieri of late night hosts. He's not. And I, That's Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon is not the Guy Fieri of late night hosts. You don't mean to tell me that Jimmy Fallon is taking you to Flavortown. I mean, he's wholesome. Ho Jimmy Fallon is... Jimmy Fallon gives you the good guy vibes. Conan O'Brien... Conan O'Brien is... I've I've just, I'm sorry. I've, I've seen the if show, man. Conan I never liked the show. If you put... If you think about this, Food Network judges, you put Conan O'Brien against most other late night hosts for next Food Network star, guaranteed Conan O'Brien wins that season. Like he can cook better? No, 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 no. Because no. it's not, if you make it on to next Food Network star, they don't do it anymore. If you make it on, then obviously you're a fantastic chef. Not that he can cook better, but that he would do the hosting challenges better than Letterman better than Leno. Although okay, but Leno, why couldn't he do the show better than Letterman and Leno? Because well, he does it better than Leno. I hate. I, I really don't like Jay Leno. Conan was too relatable to geeks and nerds. Conan was too. I mean, listen. There is no reason, and I mean this with every ounce of my being. If 
The Big Bang Theory can be on the air for like 12 seasons. Conan O'Brien deserves a late night show because there's a market. It's not like he got pushed out. What did Conan do? He quit. What are you talking about? What did he, he did not quit. He had to go to TBS and then he quit because he was on TBS. Okay. Because his show got poor ratings. His show was on for one season at NBC. No, ABC. And it didn't do well. This was on for one season. Look, man, he's, I like him better than Leno. Uh, NBC, NBC. Sorry. I probably like him better than Kimmel. Oh, see. But Kimmel's I just don't, one, I don't. Where do you stand on The Man Show? What is The Man Show? The Man Show was a Spike TV thing. It was what Kimmel and Joe Rogan and uh, who's that guy that podcasts? Joe a Rogan. Something. No, the A something. Adam Carolla. Adam Carolla. That's where it was hosted by Kimmel and Adam Carolla and Joe Rogan was a regular guest. Uh, and it was just this like super blatantly sexist show. Okay. Uh, See, I, growing up, I remember Kimmel as the the host of Win Ben Stein's Money. Oh, man. Nope. Which was a game show is. where you won Ben Stein's Money. I mean, yeah, I get the idea. And it had like one well, of the most elaborate seems... game show sets ever. But anyway, um, Kimmel's just his whole, like it, I see clips from Kimmel and I'm like, oh, I get why this is funny. Right? And he has like the celebrities read mean tweets thing. He's got good segments. But his whole, his whole like, I'm Jimmy Kimmel. This is my late night show. Hold on. Uh, get it? It's a joke because it's late I don't think night. that's how Kimmel is at all. It's just his delivery. His whole delivery doesn't vibe with me. So I, I might like Conan better than Kimmel. But like he's no, he's no Fallon. He's no Letterman. He's no Colbert. He's no Oliver. He's no Noah. Okay. Trevor Noah and, and Stephen Col well, not Stephen Colbert. He has gone way downhill. Uh, I would take Kimmel over Colbert right now. I haven't watched Late Night in a long time. Kimmel also has a relationship with The Bachelor, which I think you wouldn't care for, but I would. But here's my thing back to the idea of uh, Food Network star, but with all late night hosts competing for a Food Network show. What kind of scares me about this is I know for a fact Conan would do fantastic because I think he understands the geek pop culture side of things, which I think would be a valuable skill set. I know he do great. Here's my big fear about this concept, though. James Corden would also do great. And James Corden is a is piece a of garbage. He's a bad late night a, host. He's a bad late night host. He's a bad person. Is he a bad person? Is he mean? Yeah, he's a, there's consistent like is he one of those people yeah like he's not i don't think he's like a like a an abuser what he's saying he has to be canceled there's things that go around all the time that like i watched james corden be a dick to his wife right or, there's like so or, many stories of that just like james corden not acknowledging his own crying child on an airplane you know um that one's rough man sometimes that's how you get him to stop crying and now you forget James Corden and everybody's like, wow, okay, man. It's 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 a longer story than that. There's there's I know. I don't know the whole context. Um, <laughs> just Yeah, just like not not a great person. It keeps just like taking roles in Hollywood that he probably shouldn't. Yeah. No, like doing like doing the prom. Like he pro he he should know better than to put himself in the situation to be ridiculed like that. Yeah. Um But he would be really good at Next Food Network Star. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, I <sighs> They need to just make the current hosts of Weekend Update into their own actual television show. I think Seth Green proves... Seth Green? Yeah, Seth Green. Seth Myers. Seth, no, Myers. Seth Myers. Seth Myers. Seth, Seth Green is the dude from the Austin Powers movies. Uh, Seth Myers proves, I think, that Weekend Update does not equate late night. No, I agree, but like we need the Colbert Report back. Oh, yeah. We definitely need the Colbert Report back. We need Jon Stewart. We really do. We need Jon Stewart on late night television again. We need Jon Stewart just... But him and... Him and Letterman are out there on an island somewhere. Uh, no, he's got a show on Apple Plus. Does he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was like fully I retired. I think it's honestly, no, I think it's the same show. Huh. But yeah, man, I like, I just, uh, 
I don't know about Conan, man. And it's not like, and this is the thing is like, I, I maybe I would like Conan O'Brien needs a friend, right? But like it goes against not my hatred of Conan O'Brien. It goes against my ethos of buying into that kind of podcast, which is something I which truly is, do not think should exist. I think it's unfair to the creators on the, on the, on the, you know, the, the platform. Um, I don't think that you should be able to, if you're Conan O'Brien, you should not be able to start a podcast when your star is at its highest point. Correct. You should have to be Dax Shepard, right? And when you start Armchair Expert. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan wasn't. So I remember when I first got into podcasting, I was like, oh, Joe Rogan is a podcast. The Fear Factor guy. And like, I even remember listening to an episode or two back then. And I could be misremembering this, but if I'm not mistaken, like I would listen to the episode and within the first 10 minutes, they would mention he's the fear factor guy. Like that's, they're still yeah. establishing how you should know Joe Rogan. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan was the, the perfect storm though. Like that is, but he has, like he did develop the, like he did the thing that so many creators are, are unwilling to do. And I don't mean, you know, say the thing we're all thinking. That's not it. Uh, but he did the thing so many creators are unwilling to do, which is like dedicate and grow your audience and community and be exactly who they want you to be and, and be there for them. Yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, I don't, I'm not talking about Joe Rogan here because I don't think I think Conan O'Brien shares less with Joe Rogan than I think Conan O'Brien. I'm, I'm certain it is a lot, but I'm willing to bet Conan O'Brien's download numbers are less impressive than like it is significantly less than you think. I don't think so, because he, they just that show just got nominated for every single podcast award on the face of the planet. Really? Yeah. I didn't this know is, that. This is why it entered my lexicon, right? Because I was listening to a couple back catalog episodes of My Brother, My Brother and Me from like late 2021, right? And they were up for like, at the, at the iHeartRadio Podcast Awards, they were up for Best Comedy Podcast and they were like the, the indie show, right? Right. Against Conan O'Brien needs a friend and Smart List with Will Arnett and um, Jason Bateman and like a couple other shows. They're like, I don't think I don't remember which ones at this point. I I think this is what I loved about PodCon. If you don't get to be nominated for podcast awards, if you're Conan O'Brien needs a friend. And that's what I'm saying is like, I also don't think that Jason Bateman and uh, and Will Arnett should necessarily be nominated for that stuff. But they're just like, they're just like making a podcast. Okay. Like, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I'm trying to have my late night show in podcast form. It's like, man, I'm Will Arnett. I haven't really been in much recently. I'm Jason Bateman, the star of Netflix's Ozark. And we're just going to like talk about stuff with our buddy that was Jack on Will and Grace 20 years ago. Will and Grace came back. Yeah, but like, it's, it's the same thing. As Dax Shepard, right? Where he was like, I was in Without a Paddle. And I married to 10 years Kristen ago. Bell. And I'm married to Anna from Frozen. Right. Uh, <laughs> and I have a podcast where I just act like a regular podcaster. Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend is more regular podcast than I think you probably realize if you've never listened to it. Right, but I don't care is the thing. And it's not, it's, it is not marketed that way. Like the, I that's, cannot And that's the problem. When is people the, have, when people have very clearly uh, focus grouped their uh, podcast logo. Yeah. It needs to have you smiling. It needs to be mostly white. It needs to have your iconic hair, you know, and it's like. Look up the logo for, for Smartless. Cause it's awful. That's a podcast logo. That's a podcast logo. Yeah. Oh, Sean Hayes. I love Sean Hayes. Yeah, he's Jack from Will and Grace. I didn't. I can never remember who's who, but I guess I know he's not Will. So. Yeah. Um. But like, I listened to a couple episodes of that show just because you know I love Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, right? They're they're two of my favorite former Arrested Development stars. Um. If Michael Sarah had a podcast, I'd probably listen to that. If uh, Michael Sarah had a podcast, I would probably listen to that. I think it would also be called if Michael Sarah had a podcast, I'd probably listen to that. Oh, with yeah. Michael Sarah. In fact, <laughs> Michael Sarah, this is an open invitation. Uh, I will co-host that podcast with. Yeah, but like I I don't know I just the 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 celebrities eat the podcast world thing is not my favorite. Uh. Because, like, leave us something, right? Like, this, and that's kind of where I think 
you know, obviously it all comes back to TikTok. TikTok is king, blah, blah, blah. Uh, See, this is, this is not where I think that. it comes back to TikTok, though, because if you're a celebrity and you're on TikTok acting like a celebrity, you you're will dragged. not, you'll get dragged, you won't get any traction, right? You have to, you have to participate the correct way. You have way. to do the TikTok thing. You have to do the TikTok thing. End of story. Yeah. I like uh, like free agent level NFL players who have TikToks. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's good stuff. This has happened twice now that we've had an Olympic Games uh, during the TikTok era. And like, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's the so good. Who, like, they're not actually famous. They're, they're not actually famous, right? They, they, have, they go back to school. When this is they over, won't be right? able to maintain this TikTok following post games. No, like people they will are, forget. They are interesting for two weeks, once every four years. Yes, and they will use it, and it's fantastic. Yes. I, I would, I do, and I would follow Sean White on TikTok. Yeah, I, I yeah. would not. I think I would not follow Michael Phelps. Yeah, no, obviously. Yeah, I feel like I would be like, oh, Michael Phelps, oh, it's you. You're not. So you're kind of a dick. Michael Phelps is an athlete. Athlete. Sean White is a snowboarder. Sean White is the snowboarder. Sean White, what time is it in Los Angeles? 7.26 p.m.? Sean White is high right now. Yes. Well, he's not in Los Angeles. He's in yeah, he is. What? Why? He already went home. What? Did he win gold? No, he didn't medal. Ah, ah, poor Sean. Yeah, I, 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 I actually cried. He hasn't medaled in like, he hasn't gotten gold in like 10 years. That's maybe. not true. He got gold in Pyeongchang. That was the Did last he? Olympics. Huh, what do I know? Not that. Not that. Not that. Hey, guess who doesn't know that? Tyler. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I remember watching Sean White, the 2003 X Games. I was 10 years old. Um, You're just little babies. Just a little, just a little child. Um, yeah, absolutely. I would follow. Like That's a no brainer. I would follow Sean White on, on on Twitter and not Michael Phelps. That's they're not even the same category of person. Yeah, but like think about this from my perspective. I was a swimmer during the Phelps era. You'd think I would be like, oh, well, yeah, it's, it's a reputation. There's a, a slim number of Olympians I would follow on Twitter, though. Right. Oh no, I'm talking about TikTok. You said Twitter. But oh, I meant TikTok. I might, I might, but the thing is, is a whole different thing, right? I might follow Michael Phelps on TikTok. I don't know what his TikTok is like or would be like if it was. I'm Michael Phelps and I'm at the pool and I'm breaking down workouts in a way nobody could possibly understand. Not because, a chance. Are you kidding? I would follow that so fast. Nah. <laughs> oh my God. I'll tell you what yes. I wouldn't follow is I'm Michael Phelps and this is my motivational channel. Oh God, no. Like you Lewis House. Yeah. Like if Michael Phelps tried to be David Goggins. Yeah. Which is what I assume most of your standard, especially summer Olympians do. I think I only follow a few and they're like women's rugby players. That's fair. And they're pretty freaking cool. Yeah. I follow most of our ski and snowboard team on on TikTok at this point. That's so wild to me. I haven't watched a minute of the Winter Olympics. Oh, I, I've watched it every single day. Can't get enough of it. Oh, my gosh. Love the Winter I, Olympics so I'm much. I'm not even, like, upset. Like, obviously, I, like, this is something I'm so glad it makes you happy. I just don't know how to care about the Winter Olympics. Oh, man. Like, I, I love the Winter Olympics infinitely more than the Summer Olympics. That's so bomb. This is some of my favorite two weeks of the of the. Quadrennium. <laughs> um, but also, like, yeah, like, I follow Sean White on TikTok and I liked a bunch of Sean White's TikToks. And then I got, like, Maddie Mastro, the skateboarder, or the snowboarder, came up and I was like, I'll follow her. And then I, all of her friends started coming up on my TikTok for your page. And now, like, I literally think I follow the entire women's snowboarding and ski team because they're all hilarious. I'm sure. Yeah. That's part of being a snowboarder is like yeah. being cool. Yeah. Like, what's up? I'm Carly Mergulis. I am a professional skier. And I'm going to tell you why Chinese Olympic mascot Bing Dwen Dwen, who is a panda bear, is evil, controlled by Satan. I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. Stuff. Cool. Thanks, Carly Mergulis.
Thank you for sharing this with Thank me. Thank you for sharing this with me. Um, as long as we're talking about people with uh, whacked out social media personalities, let's get back to Jennifer's body and Megan Fox. Megan now, Fox. I will give it to... Now, though, here's the thing about Megan Fox, right? She was... You know what I won't give it to? You know what I won't give it to? Low-rise jeans. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They were wrong. The 2000s were a disaster of fashion. Listen, as is the 2020s and late 20s. I remember, Tyler, I remember... This will when be we the were, worst to look back on. We were in, I don't know, seventh grade, and you had... Yeah, seventh grade, right? Because I remember uh, you wore these on the, the train trip that we took down to Atlanta, the Atlanta. band trip. You had these red Nike shoes. Oh, no, don't. That oh, I my God. still think to this day <laughs> are some of the... You've always had pretty decent shoes, especially in that era. These were some of the ugliest shoes ever owned by a member of your family. I sold them from Ben Jim. I'm sure you did. And Tyler, I remember you telling me, this is a quote that is stuck in my head for the rest of time, as you looked at me and you were like, you know why these shoes are cool? Because they're 2001. I remember this era of Tyler. You were like, 2001... Is it? That's the thing. I do remember. And to this day, you've still not been right about that. (laughs) We went backwards from then into the (laughs) 80s for like most of the last decade. Uh, Yeah. So so Megan Fox was treated horribly and exploited by the film industry. Maybe not so much in the making of this movie, but in the making of all her movies. She was exploited as this like young sex icon in the movie she was in. And it took a huge toll on her, something she's been very open about. Right. And I I, there's at no point do I want to minimize that. And I definitely think that that gives her a right to um, just sort of be a unique person. Uh, But every time that woman is quoted as saying anything, it is some crazy nonsense that sounds like she is actively doing drugs. Correct. She says the wildest stuff. The wildest things, right? Like, and and the, the jokes about her and Michigo Kelly's relationship always are hilarious because they're she they're like, Megan Fox, babe, can we just vibe together? Can we just radiate power into the universe? And then Michigo Kelly be like, I am weed. <laughs> <laughs> the quote when, when she was quoted as saying yeah he just came up to me i said you smell like weed and he said i am weed and disappeared <laughs> i was like megan fox you might have been weed at that moment <laughs> you might yeah listen megan uh <laughs> super happy for them uh they seem they seem like a genuinely happy couple um, i mean that's that's what it's all about at the end of the day they strike every time I see them out in public or say anything or do anything. I am constantly struck by the fact that they look like they are faking it, but are not. Yes. Like they just are those people and it feels like an act, even though it isn't. It's yeah. This, Cause they're, I mean, they're products of a world that like only the, like they exist because like world demands they exist. Yeah. They, they were inevitable, right? Like, right. The universe, human species is, is a, virus. a virus and that virus Spiders. manifests itself in a man named Colson Baker. You know him as Machine Gun Kelly. You know him as Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> I saw there was a there's a, a trend at least in my center of, of Twitter for a while where everybody was doing like fake Warp Tour lineups back when everybody. I've it, seen some of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and there was one that I saw where Machine Gun Kelly was listed like 17 times <laughs> as like different things. It was like Colson Baker playing, also MGK, also Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
This is a fun episode. This is a wild movie that we covered. This is, I don't even know, like, I know we didn't talk about it that much. I wanted to make sure we talked about Brad Pitt being in it. Um, did I just say Brad Pitt? Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt being in it. Brad Pitt is definitely not in it. <laughs> Brad Pitt is not in it. That, that would have be been wild. Wild. Because that was, that was full, like. Peak Pratt. Not Pratt. Pitt. Peak Pitt. That was off the rails Pitt. Yeah. That was like me and Jolie are going to buy a bunch of kids from Africa Pitt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, I'm going to take a break from acting to save the world. Yeah. Although I think uh, that the year that this came out and Glorious Bastards also came out. That hurts my brain a lot. Yeah. Because that movie is very, very good. Yeah. This movie, is, I don't think I have to defend why I think Inglorious Bastards is a better movie than Jennifer's Body. No, I, I don't think you do at all. <laughs> it's the same way that like, I don't think any movie that where J.K. Simmons plays a one-handed English teacher uh, can score lower than a 50. I don't think any movie um, where Hitler gets assassinated in a movie theater can score lower than like a 75. I think that's fair, yeah. Anytime we see Hitler die on screen, I think Anytime, yeah, anytime that Christoph Waltz is on screen in a movie. Min 7-5. I'm sure that there's a, a a very, like, I'm sure he's in some terrible movie that I'm forgetting, like The Suicide Squad. Um, But yeah. Like, what if the Snyder Cut is just four hours of, of Christoph Waltz sitting on screen talking about stuff? Presented in 4-3 for, to pre preserve Zack Snyder's uh, right. vision. So, yeah, his creative vision. <laughs> creative vision. Uh, you ready to do some scores? Am I ready to do some scores? Well, seeing as I just opened Slack instead of Discord, no. Um, let's see. Am I ready to do some scores? Tyler, or here's the real question. Are you ready to do some scores? I am, yeah. Are you prepared to do some scores? I think we only had like two votes total. One time, listen, here's, I'm just going to lay it all out on the line here, okay? Um, one time we did a listener survey, right? And somebody commented, and listener, I'm, I'm, I just want you to know that like, I don't, you shouldn't feel bad about saying this. You're absolutely correct. But I think about it every time we do the show and it's haunted me ever since there's one response that listener score that was like uh, it seems like ethan's not usually ready to do the listener scores and i really just think that he should be more prepared we can't be this, it haunts me explain it haunts we, me we literally can't be it has to be minute of because we let the voting go until we hit that time polls close we did get a new i believe a new low of people that that have seen this movie no we had one but literally there was no reviews that's true that's true i think it was in kanto <laughs> no it wasn't in kanto well, I'm pretty sure Kanto had that problem because we were the only people that saw it. Right. Um, yeah, so close. close. Uh, yep. listener score is 92.5, so a 93. 92.5, which runs up to a 93. And I, I will just uh, go ahead and to the two people who responded, I'll go ahead and, and read your listener reviews. Uh, this is... Um, so it's from Sarah and Sarah says 100 out of 100 perfect soundtrack amazing cast love the whole thing so much also love women and then uh, Chris says 85 out of 100 gotta love a movie that takes from true crime to which I would say what crime the cannibalism Ethan I mean this this movie is not true <laughs> it's certainly not true no um, Jennifer's body comes up. 12 out of 13. What's the score? 61. That's fair. 61.6. I'm sorry, 62. What did it beat? Red Notice. Red Notice. Uh, lost a Don't Look Up. Old Wayne the Drock Johnson. That one was rough, man. This is better than that. This is better than that. Have you seen previews for that movie, The Lost City? Uh, Yeah, that looks absolutely bonkers. It does look absolutely bonkers, but it it is, for some reason, my mind is associating it with Red Notice to the point where, like, I'm afraid that it's going to be bad. <laughs> also, I didn't, man, I didn't think they were going to get me, okay? I, truthfully, truthfully, I was like, there's no way in hell I'm seeing Jurassic World Dominion. It's not happening. Oh, yes, there is. And then they played the Super Bowl trailer, and I actually cried. I'm very excited. I actually cried. And they showed Lord me Alan Burns Grant on screen. I legitimately cried. I'm glad you did. I yeah. think you should. 
Haven't quite gotten to Subaru commercial yet, but. <laughs> Love, Ethan. It's what makes a Subaru. It's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. You're going to tell me that Tony Soprano would drive an electric Silverado? Yes. You're really going to try to tell me that? Yeah. If they can make it. Listen, Ethan, I think, well, no. Woke I also think we morning. should absolutely be on the side of the electric vehicle. It feels like the right move. And I think if the electric vehicle narrative is pushing towards Tony Soprano would drive an electric vehicle, then maybe we should embrace that a little bit. No, I'll tell you what it what they've done is that for the first time, the Super Bowl has acknowledged the fact that uh, people of our generation are starting to have some degree of buying power. Correct. Because there was like the Sopranos commercial and the Shit's Creek car commercial and like the cable guy commercial. Mm-hmm. Man. I can't believe they got Jim Carrey to do that. Oh, I think he 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 did his little sabbatical. I think he's back now. And he's just like, I'll just do whatever, man. Just See, I just cool. thought he was only going to do Sonic the Hedgehog movies. Uh, they, they confirmed a third one, by the way. Really? And a spinoff TV series about Knuckles played by Idris Elba. Man, we might have to watch Sonic. I, I know. Maybe that's... Hold on. We've got... We've got a week and we don't have something lined up. <clears throat> well, well, we'll discuss the calendar tomorrow. I'm not making any promises here on the show. Next week, we're doing Horrible Bosses with Smartless shows, has host Jason Bateman. I don't think we are. Well, no, we're not doing it uh, with him. It, he's just in that movie. Oh, yes. Yes, he is. As is Jennifer Aniston showing off her body. I mean, we could kind shoot him a fucking thing. email. Be like, hey, uh, podcast yeah, to podcast, Jace. Would you Would You, you want to come talk about one of your movies? Would you want to? Would you be interested? He'd be like, I'm busy filming Ozark right this minute. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm busy filming... Ozark, you know, that show that it's I just do. not going to work. And I'll be like, I thought Ozark was done. And he'll be like, oh, surprise. Surprise. It's always money in the banana stand. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know? Maybe we'll just do the asynchronous podcasting thing where we get Jason Bateman clips and I'll put them on a soundboard. Oh, I think that's a great idea. <sighs> Bacon and Eggs is production of WBNE Podcast Network. For more podcasts like this one, the one you're listening to, you can go to WBNE.org and search for any of our great shows wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, WBNE Unsobered is... Unsobered is a podcast. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead. No, no. I, I no, insist. I mean, you started it. Go. No, I go. mean... He's just so handsome. Go. Um... Plug oh, the podcast, Tyler. Hey, listen. Hey, bacon listen. Bacon and eggs. Hey, you know what goes great? Bacon and eggs. Gabagool. <laughs> Gabagool and unsobered. You know what goes great? Gabagool and, and unsobered. Bacon and eggs. <laughs> the movie lovers podcast. And booze. Uh, Why does my car sound like Pikachu? <laughs> hey, it's me, the fucking yellow rat from Pokemans. <laughs> That joke format uh, never gets old. Anyway, Unsobered is a podcast hosted by one Julia Kendall about the badass women in history and fiction, I believe. Mostly history. There's a preview for it right here. You can find that show on WBNE.org or wherever podcasts are sold or given away for free. Hi, I'm Julia, the host of Unsobered, badass women of history and literature. The podcast where I talk about the women that the history books, history classes, and the general public often overlook or who just get a brief mention, but we never really know the whole story of their impact on the world we live in. On Unsobered, I share the stories and histories of these badass, amazing, and strong women. And while I tell you the history we don't get from traditional history classes, I get more and more drunk over the course of the episode. So join me to learn more about your favorite women or to find a new favorite woman that you didn't even know contributed to one of your favorite things with new episodes every other Friday. Tyler, do you have any final thoughts, any final questions, any final comments? The, Please don't have any death threats. 
this is what Jonas's dad actually. I that's all I have. This is what Jonas's dad says word for word. You hear me, you bastard! I'll cut off your nutsack and nail it to my door like one of those lion door knockers rich folks got. That'll be your balls. Imagine Jacob Marley, but it's just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, it's time to end. Uh, our music is by Vaishan. Nope, Vaishan doesn't make our music. Our music is by Andrew Scott Bell. Our graphics is by Vaishan Brandon. Uh, Vaishan Designs on Instagram and andrewscottbellmusic.com. Tyler, on behalf of Tyler Carlin, my wonderful co-host, my best friend, uh, I'm Ethan Edgehill. This has been Bacon and Eggs. Until next time, Arrivederci. And now, I'm eating your boyfriend. See, at least I'm consistent. <laughs>